This episode is brought to you by Kiggins Cult of Horror, which is a new live show experience by Horror Movie Talk presented at the Kiggins Theater in classic downtown Vancouver, Washington on Main Street. We're going to be presenting a series of live shows that include us, some fun bits, games, and trivia, and then the main course, uh, one movie at the end of each month, starting in March. Uh, with The Exorcist on March 25th. That show is going to have free popcorn presented by Streamlounge.io. And then we have our other dates, which are uh, April 22nd, uh, where we will be playing The Burbs. March, or I'm sorry, May 27th with The Fly. And finally capping off the series with June 24th, we will be playing Hereditary. And this is just going to be a blast. Doors open at 9. We really need your support. So if, a, and I'll be giving away a prize to the person who comes from the farthest away. So we really need your help, uh, showing up. And we got a bunch of ton, a ton of fun stuff that we're going to be doing and giving away. And it's going to be, it's going to be a fun culty atmosphere. So come on down to the Kiggins Cult of Horror starting March 25th with The Exorcist. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 always get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good it sounds like a gorilla's after me now oh my god it's a gorilla he's chasing after me Oh no, it's a gorilla and he's chasing after me the good news is that gorilla doesn't have a chainsaw Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bruce Hansen, who holds, a, <laughs> who holds a PhD in spookology, and me, Professor David Day. I'm the foremost expert in scare no-nos. You know, it's been a while since we've done the high-energy morning zoo Yeah, version. Are you, are you thinking it's time? Well, not now. I ruined it. Oh, okay. Well, good. I, that's very, it's exhausting for mm, me. Yeah. Um, we've got a great show for you guys today. Today, we will be reviewing the, one of the most requested reviews I think we've had in, uh, I mean, a long, long time. I think this is even more, I'm getting more and more people asking for this than even Scream 5. Uh, today we're going to be reviewing Texas Chainsaw Massacre on netflix you guys should check out our website horrormovietalk.com from there you can find links to all the important stuff we got merch we got uh you know social media accounts we got all that baloney we also have second saturday watch parties uh where we hop on to streamlounge.io you follow us on there and then we watch a movie with you over one of these streaming platforms and you just have a good time and uh and finally we post new episodes every single wednesday so make sure to Leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Bump those. Give 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 me those five stars, baby. D -d -d don't be don't be stingy, Mark. 
Um, and uh, if you'd like to get a hold of the show, call us at 682-253-4468. We start out the show by giving a brief review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale 1 to 10. You know how that works. 5 is totally average, by the way. After we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and spoil the ever-loving shit out of this movie. Uh, and then we'll talk about what we liked and hated in the spoilers. Later in this episode, I have a new game uh, that's just kind of, it's just kind of us thinking out loud and you mm-hmm. yelling into your, into your phone or your car speakers. No, that's not how it works. I, and it's called Witch Killer Wins, mm. where we pit legendary horror movie killers against each other mm. and try to decide which one wins. But first, before we get on to that, we got to, uh, you know, we got to talk about what we, what we watched. Last night or the night before, uh, we watched the wildly popular and controversial new film on Netflix, which is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They dropped the, this isn't the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, this is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's how you know it's from 2022. Mm. Um, and we were shocked by the amount of home renovation involved in this iteration of the classic slasher franchise. So without further ado, let's get into the trailer. Harlow is a ghost town. We have a vision for this place. All it needs is young blood. I don't want to live here. This is a chance for people to start fresh somewhere. Somewhere safe. Hey, guys. You should see this. What are you doing in our house? You really shouldn't be here. This is hardesty. Sally? I'm afraid your old friend's back. Fifty years I've been waiting for this night. Just to see him again. Who? As I said earlier, this movie can be watched on Netflix. This is a Netflix exclusive, premiered on Netflix, 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 etc. 
Um, my synopsis for this movie goes a little something like, a group of fresh, young social media influencers flood into a mostly abandoned Texas town called Harlow to help revitalize the community and auction off the town. Um, they are intent on building a new, politically correct community in the heart of what was once the, quote, Deep South, with all the fixins of culture that that entails. They end up finding... One of the building, uh, the, uh, they end up finding one of the buildings, which is an old orphanage, still inhabited by an old lady and her gigantic mute son. The influencers have the old lady kicked out, and as a result, she dies of grief. Hmm. Uh, everyone gets way more leatherface than they bargained for. Uh, my review for Texas Chainsaw Massacre is it was this story was written by Fede Alvarez and Rodo Sayaguiz. Sayaguiz? Mm-hmm. Perfect. Haven't. Perfect. <laughs> Who also wrote Don't Breathe, Don't Breathe 2, which I loved, and the beloved 2013 remake of Evil Dead. Both of them together did the writing for those Big, big movies. Uh, so they know their way around horrendous violence and hopeless terror. It's hard to say what's the right way to reboot a classic slasher, and this is a reboot. Um, some people will be so excited to get some great new content that they will overlook any flaw, and others will be so upset that their hallowed ground franchise was upset by a newcomer that they will hate it no matter what it does. Texas Chainsaw, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974 and its resulting franchise have been through some incredible ups and downs when compared to other slasher franchises. The depths of cheesy cash grabs are right alongside some of the most revered sequels and reboots ever made in slasher history. Yeah, I was talking to Aaron about this last night. Um, It feels so weird. Like, I haven't seen most of... I haven't seen any of the Texas Chainsaw sequels Mm -hmm. at all. Um... But when I look at it, like, the thing that makes the original work is that it's, like, gritty, it's unhinged. Yeah. It's, like, small budget and, like, really thrown together. And, like, the things that make it disturbing um, are all attached to those elements, it feels like. So the entire concept of having a sequel just doesn't make any sense like you can't replicate it yeah it's, by having it's, a sequel it's know? rough uh, that being said there are some like the 2003 one there's a couple that are just they're really good um they're they're, they're really good and gross and horrific and mm-hmm. um and then there's you know text chainsaw massacre three i think with Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> 1990. That's just stupid bonkers. And Chex just Chainsaw 2. Like, these are mm-hmm. just ridiculous movies that right. no one can take seriously. But they're held on, like, the same level that, you know, Season of the Witch, Halloween 3 Season of the Witches, right. which is like, hey, it's goofy. I remember it from being a kid, you know? Like, yeah. Um, so, I, it's, it's a... It, yeah, I mean, you got the original TCM, which is... Maybe I mean it's in contention for one of the best horror movies ever made. Right. And I mean, I, have... I just look at I look at this movie and the original, and I'm like, there's no, there's almost no connective tissue other than 
Leatherface being just in have, it. I just have nothing in common with you. Like it's, it's not even close to the same. I don't know. It's it feels weird. Tell well, you know. Yeah. Um. This entry uh, comes close to the brutality and disgusting, sweaty feeling atmosphere that the original gave us. While there is plenty of nitpicking that I that can and will be done by slasher fans, I think that this is an admirable entry into the genre as either uh, as admirable an entry into the genre as either the new Halloween 2018 or Halloween Kills movies. It's, mm-hmm. It does the yeah, and with less time, you know, this is a short movie. Uh, it was quick and brutal and disgusting. Um, it's gross, hard to watch in parts extremely gory, and I didn't care about any of the characters at all. Meaning, it literally checks every single box needed to be a passable slasher. Uh, do I love it to death? No. Would I point a slasher fan at it? Yeah, sure. It's brutal, hopeless, and terrible, and uh, totally depraved. Sorry, not terrible. To be honest, though, I was hoping it would go even more violent and terrible than it did, uh, and I don't know what that says about me. How did you feel about this? I, I'm giving this a seven out of ten. Uh, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it. I didn't. You know, I don't hate it. Um, I don't. You know, I'm trying to uh, trying to sweep all the other TCMs out of the way mm-hmm. and let letting this kind of stand on its own two uh, wobbly bubba feet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. I mean, I also give it a seven out of ten. Oh, okay. like that's my my same score and uh, it. Yeah, I mean it's it's simple. It's what kind of what you expect with the slasher, uh, and it fills in, like you said, all the check boxes. Um, it does enough and a little more than you would expect. Yeah. with like character development, like, and oh, I, I think I didn't the, see you going that way. The writers, um, I mean the main, the main uh, girl, um, what's her name? Oh, who cares, Willie or whatever, disposable girl. Um. Not the one with the fro, but the other one. Yeah, her sister. Yeah. Um, She was... uh, The fact that she gave her a backstory with, like, you know, a school shooting and, you know, aversion to guns and and violence is... It was interesting. It was like, huh, that's an interesting um, thing, layer to add to a slasher. Yeah. Um, The social influencers stuff, like... It was, you know, slightly better than eye-rolling. Yeah. Like, my reaction to it was like, okay, it's a little hokey and, and funny and and timely, but it doesn't... It's them lean. kind of winking at you and right. being like, hey, we hate them too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, yeah, okay, I get it, fine. We get to kill them now. And then in terms of, like, just a, a slasher leather face, like, the violence is, is there. I think my one qualm is, like, uh, what makes this different than Halloween at this point? Like, what, what makes Leatherface any different from Michael Myers in this film, other than having a chainsaw for some of it. Well, he runs. He's bigger. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. You know, like nothing. Like it, it really did feel like he wears a he wears a person's face as a mask. Because, like, again, going back to the original, the original is like it's a depraved family, and there's just chaos in this hillbilly home. Um, 
that these unsuspecting kids walked into. And I guess there's a little bit of that, but mostly it's focusing on Leatherface the killer. Yeah. Like, and he's, he's stalking you. It's all about stalking and not like invading into their, into their world. He's complex in this movie. Not only is he stalking you, he's also mourning the death of his mama. Yeah. I mean, the, the mechanics are there and it's actually kind of impressive. I mean, there's, there's very few points where I was like, well, that's a really stupid thing. Like, why would that be a thing? Why would they make that choice? Yeah. Or why would that be the basis for this plot? Like, it works. I mean, his mom died. He's mad. His orphanage mom. Kill. I don't know. It's unclear whether it's... It doesn't seem oh, like yeah, she's yeah. his actual his, mom. Yeah. But. And, uh... Yeah, they, they go to minimal effort to uh, to tie this into the original... Yeah. If if this is the same guy from if this is the same Bubba from the original, then he's fifty years older. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you watch the end credit scene? Uh-uh. Yeah. No. What? It's not not worth it. But there was a a short scene at the end of the credits. We'll where, get into it in spoilers. Yeah. Okay. 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 So yeah, seven out of ten. It's it's not cra- it's not crazy good. It's, it's on Netflix. It's I mean, on Netflix. Why would you not? Yeah, just watch, watch it. it. Yeah, it's, it's totally brutal for for shit that's on on Netflix. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm I am a little just knowing how far these uh, this story writers can go. Fede Alvarez and um and what is the other fellow's mm-hmm. name? Let's see here. Um, Looking forward to the pronunciation. Roto Sayaguez. Sayaguez. Uh, yeah, knowing how hard these guys can go, <laughs> like don't breathe too, and with uh, Evil Dead. The 2013, I like this one comparably hard, mm-hmm. but they could go harder, especially with the TCA. I, I these guys are the like the cusp of like total brutality writers right. in 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 horror movies right now. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the brutality's there. I I think now that I've seen you know several of their films, I'm like, okay, there's kind of a through line with them, which is. Talk about trauma. <laughs> like and then and main characters got fucked. trauma or addiction and then get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is it? Uh, uh, hysterical blindness. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's it's definitely worth, worth watching on Netflix. There's probably not. Yeah. Netflix is a slim, slim pickings with horror sometimes. Yeah. Um, but this one, this one came through. I mean, this is pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, you know what else is pretty brutal is if you head on over to nightchannels.com and you give, give that, give all of their new stuff a look. And, uh, they got shirts and sweatshirts and all kind of garments with all kinds of crazy prints, horror, you got cult, you got music, you got, um, you know, all kinds of satanic stuff, um, they even have like a cab shirts if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. So go over there, check them out, and when you fill up your basket with tons and tons of nice, sweet stuff, you can uh, you can use code HMT at checkout to get yourself thirteen percent off your whole order. And you know what? When you get that order, uh, you get your five or six super sweet uh, shirts or sweatshirts in the mail. 
they'll give you that. I mean, I don't know. I in my orders, I've gotten little coupons for even more off. Mm. So you keep coming back and you'll want to. It's called the Night Channels Challenge for a reason. You know, we know that if you go to nightchannels.com, take a look around, you'll find something that you can't live without and you'll be back. Do um, it. And you know what? I think they're going to be there for our first show on March 25th at the Kiggins um, selling horror-themed shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come check them out at the Kiggins and uh, and I'm super excited. Actually, you know what we need to do in the spoilers? First thing. First thing we got to do is talk about how we feel about the Kiggins because I think that's relevant. No? Um, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. Well, I just, I just want I just want to express my feelings to our listeners oh. about how, I, how it makes me feel. Okay. And, and like my worries and my excitement. Okay. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, also, if you're listening to these commercials, you should know that you don't have to. You can head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash horrormovietalk, and you can become a subscriber at any level, and uh, one of those levels and above, so the $6.66 and above all those tiers, no commercials. You get uh, an early release of each of our episodes, and uh, and they have the commercials taken out of them. So go ahead, and that's the best way to support us directly over there. Um, and my God, have you people been great. Bryce, would you mind bringing up... That's the first thing we'll do. We'll thank patrons on mm. uh, in, in the first thing in spoilers. Uh, if you guys would like to support the show and rep the show, you can do so by going to horrormovietalk.com slash shop. Uh, shopping around for a shirt or a sticker or a coaster or who knows what, all kinds of fun stuff, all drawn by our super hard fucking artist, Dustin Goebel, who has a cold right now. And, uh, he really needs your support because it's, it could, this could be the untimely end of Dustin. I don't know. He's expressed, <laughs> he's expressed that things are getting worse by the day. Still? Yeah, he's yeah he's real sick. He's Help like him out. Going like a week long. Yeah, c- contact him at dgobel zero zero. That's at d g o e b e l zero zero on Instagram. Make your artistic dreams come true because he does commissions. Tell him we sent you. And finally, give us a call at six eight two two five three four four six eight. That gets you through to our voicemail line. You can you can drop us a line. Tell us what you think about TCM and why we're wrong. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into sp. Oilers! Spoilers. This, at this point, we're going to spoil things. But first, we're going to say thank you to the following new patrons. Uh, so we got V. Pierre... I should probably spit out the ice. V... How do you say that last name, David? You're you're better at reading. Pereira. Why, why Pereira. Uh, just say her first D name. D Moore. What are you doing? Why are you doing the? Why are you abbreviating the first name and giving the last name? Isn't that how we've been doing it? No, oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter. Just read their whole name. Uh, Victoria Darren P. M. Demi Moore. Hey, we have Demi Moore. Yeah. I was going to ask her about Charles Band. I think you did. Mm-hmm. It's not the real Demi Moore. It's, it is the real Demi Moore. It's it is a real Demi Moore. Right. 
Well, thank you, Demi. And, uh, Caitlin A. Hey, I know that lady. She's a nice lady. There you go. Thank you guys so much for supporting the podcast. We really appreciate you. And, uh, and, you know, I mean, we got a ton of free content over on Patreon. Bryce, I'm really, I'm, I need to, I need to get some stuff out about the Kiggins. I'm concerned that if we don't have a bunch of fans there at the Kiggins on March 25th at 9 p.m. at night to watch The Exorcist, if we don't have listeners of the show there, I don't know how good I'm going to do. I'm worried about it. It's going to be great. That, but I, it'll be better if there's a bunch of people like cheering us on. You know, I need that vibe. I want sure listeners to show up. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many we have in the Portland metro area. A lot. Uh, we have a ton. It's like our. Third biggest market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hope everyone shows up. Definitely. But uh, I know, like, of the active fans, I'm sure we'll get some people. I, we have fans in Vancouver. Yes. That can show up. I would say, well, I'm not going to say numbers because I'm always very concerned <laughs> around my expectations with how this is going to go. We're going to fill up the whole theater. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think we'll get into it. It'll be great. Even if it... I'd always look at the worst case scenario. It's like, what's the worst case? Silence. And we're... We do our well, they could they could boo us. It could be worse than silence. It could always be worse than silence. could be. They could... See, if they boo us or, like, yell at us, like, that gives me even more to work with. Okay. I would rather have that than silence. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's like... Well, I do, do not wish that on me, please. Thank you. Well, uh, I mean... <laughs> we're, we'll take everything in stride. It's going to be fine. When we when we did our little rehearsal, when we wrote out the script for, the, for our section, I'm very confident that we'll be able to have the same fun that we have recording the podcast oh i am too i just hope a lot of people a lot of our listeners show up because i need to feel that that support Mm. um so texas chainsaw massacre let's get into spoilers this the, the 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 opening scene starts in a gas station and i swear to you this feels like the exact same gas station from no country for old men where he does the coin flip Mm. where he's like call it Mm-hmm. Dude's like, I got to know what, what's on the line. He's like, everything. It feels like the exact same gas station. I don't know. Did that strike you at all? No. No. But I'm I'm curious. You skipped over your first bullet point, which is lap dance is so much better when the stripper is crying. Yeah, it's a Bloodhound Gang song um, that uh, this, this movie reminded me of a lot. Mm. Uh, because there's one line. I was going to play it for the opening commercial, um, but I remembered that we should have done the, we should do the Kiggins spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this one part where he's like, where he's, you know, he's talking about this, this, this stripper who he's picking up and, uh, and he's like, um, 
I told her how I would wear her face like a mask as I do my little kooky dance. Well, she smiled. Had about as many teeth as a jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> that night I lost myself to ruby red lips, baby blue eyes, and milky white skin. Name was Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on to the chorus, which is a lap dances so much better when the stripper is crying. Do, 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 do. Anyway, that had that vibe was throughout this mm. movie. It just felt like despair and mm -hmm. and regret, mm -hmm. regretful sexual innuendo. Right. Um. Yeah, let's talk about these kids for a minute. <clears throat> uh, five minutes in and you're like, I get it. I want these kids dead. <laughs> I want them dead right away. Did that, uh, was that a feeling for you? Um, I mean, they were like your fodder. I mean, definitely like they were there to be murdered and, uh, that makes sense. And the thing that I pulled away from was like, oh wait, these aren't children. These oh, are yeah. like kids. These are people in their twenties and yeah. it made me feel so ancient i was oh. like oh this is what 20 year olds look like when the shoe fits bryce that's what i used to look like a ah. child a child <laughs> <laughs> only thing only one thing's worse than a rapist a child no <laughs> um yeah so so there's four kids there's two social media influencers Mm -hmm. Uh, a young Which man. Which they're like a chef or, or cooks yeah, or something. Yeah, a young man named Dante and a young woman named Melody, uh, played by Jacob Lattimore and Sarah Yarkin. These are the influencers. They're both chefs, question mark. Mm -hmm. It's so vaguely. It's like, what? Okay. It's such a throwaway thing that nobody cares about. And then, uh, Sarah's sister is also there. Uh, Lila, played by Elsie Fisher. She's the one who, uh, has a background in, uh, school shootings. <laughs> and, uh, and then there's Dante's girlfriend, uh, Ruth, played by Nell Hudson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the main, you know, uh, Sarah, sorry, Melody is kind of the, uh, the woke police. Yeah. You know, and as well as, as Dante and the, the whole idea of like, they're going to be influences and they're going to, in they're going to go into basically a ghost town mm -hmm. in Texas yeah. and Harlow and influence people to come out and start their lives anew, which is like, I mean, not, not believable, but, um, it was interesting. The fact of uh, like during COVID people just, Realizing, like, oh, we yeah. can do our work from anywhere. Yeah. So, what are we doing here? Fuck my And doing so, like, that, that part was believable where they're like, but yeah, we could buy this entire city block for what it would take to have a food truck. Right. And you're like, uh huh. But the when they start going, like, oh, yeah, and this will be a great place to have my art studio. And you're looking at an abandoned town. Yeah. Where really? it's like, so. Wait. So no one can come see your art? Yes, that would be a perfect place for your so art. So a six studio. hour drive from Austin. Yeah. People are just going to flood, f migrate to. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. The fact, like, it's not believable, but I love the fact that the, uh, the uh, town mechanic is like, oh, so you're a cult. 
<laughs> I'm like, no, we're just a, you know, how do, how do they put it? We're like, is this, we're, we're people working for a better world. It's like, yeah, that's, that's a cult for you. Stripped directly from King of the Hill. Directly from King of the Hill. Yeah. Uh, Dale and Hank pull up in a truck and they go, is this the cult? And the guy, and the guy who's outside the, outside the car goes, no, we're just accepting of everyone and full of, uh, full of love and, you know, yada, yada, yada. And okay, this is the cult. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> but I think it's a good setup, especially for getting a bunch of, uh, you know, a bus full of, of victims. It's really, <laughs> to it's, go to a, you know, completely abandoned, Town. I'll get yeah no I'll give it I'll give it originality points uh-huh. because I would have never in my wildest right. dreams come up with this series of like <laughs> right okay who do we who okay who are our victims going to be social media influencers okay okay I'm on board so far what are what are their how like why did they become influencers uh, they're chefs. They're chefs. Oh, oh, ding, ding. <laughs> like, wait, what? They're chefs. And then, okay, so what are they trying to do? Well, they realized they could move anywhere in the world. So they're like, why am I in the hellhole that is uh, Cleveland or whatever it is? Uh, you know, wherever, insert uh-huh. city. And, and so what they did is they bought hell on earth, <laughs> a whole town uh-huh. named Harlow, Texas. Right. Like, it's like all of these unlikely... Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting, you know. You, you go. You can buy an entire building for ten thousand dollars and renovate it for a half a million dollars to have it usable. To and then sell it for a half a million dollars. No, dude, this is like the believable part about this is that how much of my time is spent doing this exact thing on my phone with Zillow. I'm just like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. I could buy something in Fishtown in Philly and just and just clean the fuck up. You know, I could I could buy it for three grand, yeah. and then and then and then and then I'll do all the work. <laughs> oh shit! I could buy this. Uh, I could buy this place in down in uh, down on Eight Mile. I could mm-hmm. do it, and then just make it good, and then people will flock to it. It's like that's it's not mm-hmm. how it happens. People don't drive out to Harlow, Texas, right. to, to be. But there, the other aspect of the the. Um you know, influencers and Gen Z wokeness that was equal parts believable and unbelievable mm-hmm. as a plot point Yeah, is when the mother dies. So, yeah. so the, what happens is they show up in town they're like, Hey, we own the whole town. Like yeah. we have the deeds for everything. We're yeah. going to auction it off. Um, and then they go into the one house and there's the orphanage, the orphanage, uh, because they need to take down this Confederate tattered flag um, to not offend. I love that they're like, if that bus shows up and they see a tattered Confederate flag, this whole thing's done. Stick no one's gonna buy. Um, How many times do you think influencer chefs this, say "stick a fork in it"? Because, <laughs> like, in the world, it's like, oh no, I'll be canceled yeah. because. There's a Confederate flag that exists yeah. in a southern town in rural Texas. Um, Shock. So, so then face. they find out that it's still inhabited and it's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. This old lady. And uh, they tell her, like, she's evicted. And she insists that she still owns the house and that it was all paid. And then 
the lady dies. Tragically. Tragically. In an ambulance accident. No. No. She dies in transit to to the hospital. Well, it was an accident that she died, and it was in an ambulance, so it was an ambulance accident. Okay. There we go. But the fact that, like, their reaction was like, we killed an old lady, which is like, what? Uh, me, as a, you know, uh, exennial, would, would look at that and Don't be like. Don't do that. Would be, oh, my God. This is the grossest. <sighs> You're can, a millennial. I can label myself however I want. I identify as an exennial. Um, I'm identifying you as a turd. And. I look at it, I'm like, well, obviously, it's not your fault, you know? She was sick. And yeah, but you can draw excited. that line pretty easily, too. But the the real, like, unspoken thing was, like, we killed her because of our capitalist greed of force, of evicting her from her from her home that she might rightfully that she own. she does rightfully own. And we find out later that she does rightfully own. But it's... And Bubba is not having nothing of it the regret of like of uh you know because they mentioned like oh this is what late stage capitalism looks like and then all of a sudden they're the person evicting you know the poor person mm-hmm. from their home oh with, how the turntables <laughs> with nowhere to turn so uh that stuff like that was interesting and, and fun but also kind of made me roll my eyes uh, our very own Keith Harris, who came on to the, uh, Scream, uh, five show, who, uh, guested as our Scream five show, he made a very funny, uh, spoof trailer of this that I laughed at a lot. Um, really? yeah, and it's great. And you should check it out over on our Facebook group over there. It's, he made it. Yeah, he made it. He made the spoof trailer. Hmm. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's 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 not like some massive technical achievement, but there's plenty of memes and nods of hmm. of like, this is how you'll like it. Okay, uh, we'll we'll check it out after this. Um, before we get into it too far, I went on the IMDb page, and I don't know about you, but I was kind of blown away because <laughs> I didn't realize uh, who some of these actors were. So the main character Leela, played by Elsie Fisher. Yeah, Lila. Did you recognize her? Um, she looked familiar. Um, in yeah, and now looking at her IMDb picture, she's much more clearly the girl from eighth grade. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. And she looks very different. Well, yeah. number one, because she's not blonde. And she's in not in eighth grade anymore, right? And she's not but like no, she looked very different in eighth grade. Yeah. But by the way, like you, you can, I, we cannot express how much you need to see Eighth Grade, right? Uh, by Bo Burham, like a spectacular movie, a truly like you may not, it's not horror, but it's very adjacent, right? And in terms of like using the uh, current day youth situation. And commenting on what reality is, um, eighth grade is the most realistic of like, oh, this is the hellscape that youths live in. And um, that was one where I was like, holy shit, that's because she was really I really liked her in this movie. She did really good. Yeah, she did do great. She's 
She's a good actress. A stunning to the point where actress. the the point where I was like, when I saw that she was the actress from eighth grade, I was like, oh, she was really acting. Yeah. In eighth grade. Yeah. Like, I forgot. It's not a documentary. Yeah. And then the other one that kind of blew my mind was the mother that dies. Okay. She was the Borg queen. No shit. Yeah. No fucking shit. Yeah, Alice Krieg. From Nexus or whatever it is? From uh from First Contact. And and all the others. All the other so stuff. the show and Well, she, she was the she was the witch from Gretel and Hansel. Oh yeah. yeah. Borg Queen. Dang, First Contact. Let's see here. You, you guys, uh, you'll have to forgive us. We're uh, kind of looking at IMDb. We're kind of Star Trek fans, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a thing. I mean, David's more of a fan than I am. <laughs> Come on, he likes Deep Space. You've Space seen Nine. all the movies, yeah. What Deep of Space it? Nine is great. Yeah, I mean that's what a nerd would say. You don't. Well, you wouldn't know because Fucking you haven't even nerd. You haven't even given it a shot. I did give it a shot. Oh yeah, I watched like the first episode and I was like, wow, this shit, this is shit. Oh yeah, I can judge. Uh, let me see here. Seven times twenty-six. However, uh, I can judge two hundred episodes of a show based on the literally the first episode. Oh, that's how good I am. You're so stupid. No, that's how bad you are. I'm so upset. Uh, I'm not doing the rest of this. You, you take it back. I'm not doing the rest of this review unless you take that back. It's so absurd. Take it back, Captain Cisco. Take it back. He's, he's Commander Cisco. Commander Cisco. God, he's so stupid. He wrote the thong song, right? Your mom wrote the thong song because mm-hmm. she wears one all the time. Ask me how I know. <laughs> uh, so the old lady who ran the orphanage. God, I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm going to turn it Leatherface. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been this worked up on a show. Mm. Ugh. The, okay, so the old lady who ran the orphanage had one orphan left, mm-hmm. and it was Bubba. It was Leatherface. Um, and he was in the ambulance with her, caring for her as she took her last breath and then died. And immediately once she died, he flipped a switch, you know? And does the the thing that every loving son would do to, you know, honor the memory of his mother, which is... Cut her fucking face off and wear it. He loved her. Uh-huh. Wear her face like a mask as mm-hmm. he does his little kooky dance. Yeah, uh, he loved her. Sorry, he, it's not his mother. I keep saying that it's his mother, but uh, I realize now that it's... His caretaker. Orphanage. Lady. Girl. There. Uh-huh. Man, I need to go get coffee. I'm yeah, so you're really low flagging. energy today. You're really... Here, I have some tobacco. Would you like some chewing tobacco? No. Oh, it'll pep you up. Put really? some pep in your step. Hmm. Uh, I've been I've been stressed out with the world as it is today, and this is how I'm coping. It's really? great. What's that? What's going on? Chemical uh, dependence. What's going on in the world? Just all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I don't want to get. Did Trump it. get reelected? Oh my God! Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Bubba kills uh, the police officer with his with his own broken arm. I love this. Yeah. 
That was pretty great. Where he just snaps his arm in two, and he's like, I'm going to use your own arm as a weapon to stab you in the face with. And I was like, God damn, that's brutal. Yeah, the brutality in this is great. And then later when he just smashes the guy's head in with a hammer and then just keeps going at it until it's... It just shows you the whole thing, which is... Mm -hmm. You know, most of the time it's implied or you see like the initial impact, but to like go from, you know, a fully formed human head to uh, mash on the floor. Yeah. Like it, it, uh, you don't have to imagine it. Remember Possessor? That was the other mm, one that, right. went, that went so hard and right. was like really brutal, brutal, brutal m- macroscopic violence. Like, right. It's like, whoa, like... Um, yeah, it was, yeah, but Leatherface was absolutely brutal, and the whole time he wore a fresh skin mask of his mom, mm-hmm. his mama, yeah, and, uh, and he w- proceeded to rip the face off of Ruth, like, he just, that was his thing, like, just took her face off. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I probably have that clip somewhere. What's that from? <laughs> what is it from? Uh, it's from a Nick Cage movie. I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I think uh, what's his face is in it. It's from a movie where Nick Cage um, has his face taken off, and John Travolta has his face taken off. Uh-huh. I think it's called. The men, the men who couldn't slow down. Who couldn't slow down. <laughs> uh, so, um, so at this point, you know, Leatherface has gone and has started his rampage, and then we have the entrance of Hardesty uh, as the Jamie Lee Curtis character, right? In this is basically. Halloween 2018 redone. Yeah, I mean, it's so weird that it's almost it's like, exactly the same where it's like... Yeah, us too. Yeah, we're doing that same thing. Uh-huh. Uh, our leather face is old too. Yeah. He's our, an old... Uh, isn't it scarier when there's an old leather face? He's old and... And, and there's one survivor. The one survivor from his original massacre. Here she is. Yeah. And she's old too. You know that thing that happened like 70 years ago? 70 years And was ago. like one day of this woman's life. Um, that's been the sole focus of her entire existence ever since. She's lived her life up until this point solely to see him again. Right. Seems like you'd live your whole life just to be like, I don't ever want to see that person right. again. You just That's how I live I would most love of my it, life anyway. I, would, I, I had this thought of like, because both of them are like, Jamie Lee Curtis and this actress are like, the, uh, you know, strong, yeah. thin, old ladies where it's like, mm, you could see her working on a farm, you know, she's, you want the you want the portly pear shaped. She, I would I would like postmenopausal a middle aged postmenopausal like getting hot flashes, like permed, like having to sit down a lot because she's winded, kind of just waddling over. And it's like, I've been waiting my whole life. <laughs> And she like point my finger in your face. <laughs> I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> and she's like rustling around in her like hobo bag of a purse. 
the Leatherface just fucking kills himself. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I would rather not have to deal with this fucking Karen. Uh, yeah. I oh, mean, dude, that's actually, dude, that's a good, that's a good concept for a movie. Okay. So, inst- okay. So we're going to take this concept and we're just going to flip it on its head. Mm-hmm. Leatherface from 1974 has He's done his time. Mm. He's been in a mental institu- mm-hmm. institu- institution. Sounds he's, familiar. He's uh, he's really worked on himself, uh-huh. and he's paid his debt to society, uh-huh. whatever that looks like. Right. And now, because of his past, all he can do is hold down like a shitty like a uh, 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 cashier job at mm-hmm. the Salvation Army. Like, right. 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 Like, he's played by John Malkovich. Uh, <laughs> And he's just like, he's just doing customer service at point of sale. Uh-huh. And then the girl who escaped approaches uh-huh. in the exact, we're, we're making it better right now. I know. I was, she approaches as a Karen and she just makes his life a living hell. And he just, and she's now the bad guy that he has to escape. From, right. Right. So now the t- turntables. Mm-hmm. And he has to escape from her, but she's got her finger and it's just permanently hooked at his, at his face and she's pointing uh-huh. it at him and she, she threatens him with like a t- little teeny pink bottle of mace. <laughs> and then she, ta- he takes out a chainsaw and just falls on it. Right. I must have like fallen on this ch- the chainsaw and it wedged itself into my spine. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> It's a carbon copy yeah, okay. of Halloween 2018. Yeah, it's, it it's crazy that they're like, oh, we'll just do that then. It works. Yeah. Well, like this is this could literally be the new template. The new template for slashers. Why not? Just, They've always had a template. <laughs> people that were in their 20s in the 80s are now still killers. Right. Oh, dude. Yeah. Robert England will finally come back as Freddy. Yeah. I mean, like. If you look at it, how often is there a serial murderer that goes on a spree in the 80s and then does nothing for 40 years? Right. Well, and then it's like now. Right. Well, I mean. Now as I'm in my 60s, now this will be my prime time for killing. It's prime time. It's kill. It's it's kill time, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting that they. Uh, I hope it is. I hope it is the new template. Um, let's see here. Where are we at? We can just go over a lot of the kills. They're pretty great. Yeah. So like, um, well, there's a there's kind of a callback to the original movie with the um, what's his name? The what is his name? The cook guy. Oh, Dante? Dante. Yeah. Uh, where Dante is trying to run away, and then Leatherface grabs him and pulls him back into the into the room. That's a yeah, callback. Yeah. And then he... Um, is he what's the one it called? got his leg broke? No. That was the mechanic guy. Oh, okay. But he... Dante gets... That leg like, break was fucking insane. Yeah. <laughs> Dante gets a cleaver through his jaw, basically. Oh, yeah. And then he... Lives long enough to die, I guess. Lives long enough to die. Don't yeah. we all? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the, the mechanic guy, he's probably the most brutal because there's just this giant... What kind of hammer is that? 
what a sledge of some variety. It's I guess like it's a, a hand sledge. sledge. Ham, yeah, yeah, hand sledge. Yeah, they have like three pound hand sledges. And he just knocks his what is that chin? Yeah, and just snaps it. Oh, oh! You could see all his weight was on it. Yeah, and it just wings out. I'll tell you what the I've I've seen oh. women shit into cups <laughs> and feed it to each other. I've seen guys get fucked by a horse on the internet. There's any number of shocking things that I've witnessed in this age of of the of the web. There's nothing that disturbs me now more than seeing people jump and have their knees go the other way. Oh, yeah, that's real rough. You know, I'll, like I'll, that's the only thing that I like stand up and run away from at this point in my life. I I don't know why maybe it's i just have empathy and worry that that's will happen to me one day where it's just like oh your legs don't go that way so when people are doing like like the uh what's it called the leg presses okay weight that's like five times more than they should and then doing this to me it just starts going down their knees are going the other way they jump off a roof and land their knees that one is so brutal (laughs) Um, or they're on like the jump, the like the trampoline, um, okay, building yeah. where it's all trampolines inside. Uh-huh. That's why I don't jump on trampolines anymore because that's all I see is like my legs are going to turn backwards. Yeah, that's why you don't jump on trampolines. Yeah. All these trampolines everywhere, and you're just like, nope, not doing that. Uh, uh-uh, uh, my legs could go backwards. No, the thing that I don't like, the of all the internet videos that really disturb me. The high, pr- the people who think they can slash tires under high pressure, um, <laughs> are, I know this is specific, but holy shit. Like, there, so there are regular tires, and yeah, they got some pressure in them. They're under like 32 psi, you uh-huh. know, that's not a big deal. Then but these like tires a that are, under, tire. yeah, there's these tires that are under like 200 to very high hundreds psi where people are like i'm gonna slash this tire and it's like no you're fucking not <laughs> you're going to die you're just gonna explode yeah there's ones where it explodes and like it just blows off all their clothes <sighs> their arm just f- literally flies in the other direction and they're and they're just like what happened like oh okay okay we got it out Hmm. I've been watching a lot of Wild Boys with Steve-O yeah. and uh, Chris Pontius, yeah. and every episode, five or six times an episode, you just get Steve-O. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, dude. That's a really good impression. <laughs> That's a really good impression of Steve-O oh, coming dude. up. Uh. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um <laughs> So this there's this recurring theme of the sunflower field, which I thought was a really effective, cool thing that I hadn't seen in in movies up until this point. Mm. Like really spooky. Mm-hmm. It accomplishes the same thing as a cornfield does, kind mm-hmm. of like it kind of limits your field of view, but it looks like a bunch of heads, kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. all over the place. Um, yeah, I, I like the sunflower field. Um, aesthetic mm-hmm. and they, they, they brought it in a couple times uh, <laughs> when Hardesty finds Ruth in the sunflower field that was a truly disturbing moment yeah. where Ruth's face was just 
It was like a reverse. Uh, what do you call it? A, she, it was like a reverse scalping because right. all her hair was still there, but her face was not. Mm-hmm. Someone had pulled her face off. Um, see, you're not in the room with us as we're saying face off, but you have to picture like taking our hand closing and then going directly away from our faces. Right. Yeah. Um, like a, a pincer move. You got to watch Face Off to understand the reference. Um, let's see. Underfloor poop pipe. So uh, yeah. the one the thing. Reno- of- lots of renovation in this movie. Yeah. Home renovation. So finally when the chain. Okay. I have I have a little beef. Let's talk about the chainsaw for a little while. Everybody has beef with this. It's like, you know, I mean, I mean look, me too, but also just, just have fun. It's Yeah, it's fun. I, it didn't distract me that much, but it is distracting. Some of the. Things like, so you have the chainsaw. Yeah. You, I'll, I'll complain most about the sound design. The okay. sound design on this is awful because, uh, you know, I think everyone knows what a chainsaw sounds like when you turn it on, you know? So all you hear sometimes is the chain or the... Uh, the pull cord being pulled, so you're like, and then that's, but you never hear it like turn over and turn on. It goes from that to just being on later, right. like in a couple seconds, right? And then sometimes it's completely silent. It's not like idling, right? There's like, oh no, 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 no. it's better if you just see it. There are some, um, so I'll give you this. There are some, like I know chainsaws pretty well. Right. Uh, I, I've I've worked with chainsaws a decent amount in my life. There are some very cool sounding chainsaws that you can pull from. There's some very powerful chainsaws that you can pull sounds from. Uh, like you get a real deep throaty right, sound right, right. with like huskies versus like a more tinny like high pitched sound with steels. And here is here is. Uh, the one of the most powerful chainsaws in production today. This is the Steel MS eight eighty one. So this is a this is a chainsaw. Hold on, let me get my pen. This is a chainsaw with the bore of like a medium sized kid's dirt bike, right? So this is the engine that uh-huh. could propel a hundred and twenty five pound kid at right. sixty miles an hour. Well, maybe forty miles an hour. Here we go. A brake on. Damn, like hot knife through butter. And I can't. David is at full mast right now. So, but, well, and look. So, yeah, I mean, like. The the chainsaw that they gave him was little teeny tiny little (laughs) little kind of wienery thing. It was like a Black & Decker (laughs) chainsaw (laughs) that you would, like, plug in a battery to. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the Dremel of chainsaws. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, that's one thing. But, yeah, the sound design. But, you know, if you're chasing people, I'm I'm going to be super honest with you here. This is the most practical choice to kill people with was this saw because it's a chainsaw. It's got a chain spinning on a on a mm-hmm. bar at high RPMs and you don't want it to be heavy. Mm. You don't want you want something you can whip around. 
You know, Ugh! you don't want something you got to mm. like, Ugh! I mean, Bubba's a big guy, but I mean, if you're carrying around a small dirt bike, it's not going to be wieldy. Yeah, I mean, it's like, do you want to use a long sword or do you want to use a rapier? Right. A bat or a spear. Right. Right. You go for the bat every time. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I feel like it was a lost opportunity because half of the terror of the chainsaw is the sound of the chainsaw. And, like, hearing it idle and, and hearing it, like, yeah, lurk in the background. That's one. And then the other one was just for how small it is. It was unrealistically powerful. Like when it's cutting through the through the floor and it cuts through the poop pipe like an eight by eight beam, like nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it, your gripes make sense, mm-hmm. but that's not the point. The point is brutal murders, and there's them and spades. Yeah, and uh, and the poop falling on the girl's head was just yeah. Ugh, it's great. Poor eighth grader. Poor little. What was her name? No, that wasn't the eighth grader. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? No. Oh, no. Yeah, it was her sister. It was her big sister, uh, Mm -hmm. Melody. Uh, Yeah, my apologies. I got them mixed up. So let's talk about the big scene, uh, which a lot of people were like, are lauding, you know, about this movie. But and it was it was the bus. It was the actual massacre in a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Yeah. You actually get a massacre in this movie. Right. But. It was so tame. Like, the concept was super gross. Just right. a bunch of trapped people just being hacked apart. Right. But they could have they could have gone dead alive with it. Yeah, for as far as the they went with, like, smashing in a head with hammer until it was pulp and, like... Yeah, it's on Netflix. People pay to see this, right? So what are you, what are you doing holding back? Right. What, why aren't we just going bonkers? Um, yeah, it would have been nice to show a little more. I mean, some of it was, was, I mean, it was cool in concept, but yeah, it was, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, and, and, and the opening part of that, where the guys like, where everybody just gets their camera out. That was great. That was great. That was the one piece of humor where it was like, okay, that lands. That lands. So, I mean, in so many different ways, like, it's like, oh, fuck you. Like, yeah. oh, you think you're going to stop him with your phone? Mm-hmm. Because that's everybody's first, like, do anything, you're canceled, buddy. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Leatherface don't care. Um, What was the other thing? Oh, you know, we keep saying that this is a Netflix movie. I read in the trivia that originally this was going to be a theatrical release. It was come, supposed to come out in, like... 2021 i oh. think but i guess it had some disastrous screenings of it where they were just like mm, let's just sell it to a streamer interesting i can't imagine that i i i mean it's the woke how, crowd how could this, the woke crowd is it though like L- look at look at what halloween has become evil dies tonight a bunch of kind of weirdly pandering kind of like woke stuff but just to get it released in theaters, I think they they jump through those woke? hoops. Hoops. Evil I, dies tonight. I don't see the connection. Well, I mean, they did a bunch of you know, like I don't know, I don't know. I to be honest, I can't defend this point very well, so I'm not gonna. <laughs> uh, I appreciate your honesty. I refuse. Um, <laughs> the okay, you said that this was like controversial. Like, what have you 
what was controversial about it? Well, I've listened to a couple different podcasts on this specifically, and a lot of reviewers really hate this. Um, and I feel like it's nitpicking. And I mean, granted, a lot of what we do on in, you know, uh, this uh, right here and mm-hmm. the spoilers is nitpicking. But that's all with the, you know, the asterisks of we both gave this a seven out of ten. Right. Um, and so I, I don't know. There's been a lot of reviewers who have reviewed this poorly. I've seen a lot of uh, controversial in the fact that it's liked or hated. Like right. there's. A lot of people who are very excited about this and want others to watch it. And there's a lot of people who are like, this is garbage. Bugsy loved it. Did he? Yeah, he, he said. He, he said it was, he liked it better than the new Michael Myers. Yeah. He then, thought Leatherface was a cooler character. That's right. Yeah, he did say that. And I think he's, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, that was going through my head while I watched this movie. I was like, what does Bugsy think about this? Yeah. And. And yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. He feels a lot spookier and a lot more real than the new Michael does. Um, I don't know. They feel equivalent in my, in my head. This guy runs. He scrambles. But not only that, he's Mark, uh, Burnham is this leather face and he is a unit. Yeah. An absolute unit. I mean, (laughs) here, here we go. Like, Michael Myers runs. You just never see him run. No, he doesn't. Yeah, of course he runs. He appears wherever he he needs to. You know that means like behind the scenes, he's like, <gasps> and no. then he like gets into like behind the counter. He's like, <gasps> 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 okay, I no the he, and then the the person comes in and he's like stoic. Yeah. And then he kills him. That's you know, uh, It Follows mm-hmm. is just literally Halloween invisible Mike Myers. Right. It's just yeah. invisible Mike Myers. And just- I love it so much more than regular Mike Myers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because he shows up with a dick out, you know? Sometimes he'll show, he'll, mm-hmm. you'll see him mm-hmm. and his dick will be out. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, damn, that Mike Myers got his dick out. Yeah. Which, That's- who doesn't want that? I think we can all agree that should be, uh, Whatever the Halloween's final, final form is. I think one of the most laudable things about this super movie. erect penis, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Myers. Tell me more. Like he's got this, he's got the jumpsuit on, and it's just a tent out in front. <laughs> and you know, Michael Myers got a huge dick. Oh my god, dude! Like, like bankable. Talk about absolute unit. If you if you were to line up every single horror, like icon, yeah. Michael Myers has got to be. I'm not a fan of Michael Myers, but I'm still going to be like, oh, yeah, obviously. He's got length and girth. <laughs> yeah, he like passes out when he gets a hard on. And just like a, a pleasing tapering. Uh, do you think like, are we going straight up with it or is it like a curve? Uh, I'm talking about like the, the shape of the shaft. No, so yeah, like- no, but I'm, now I'm moving on to like. Oh, the, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Ooh, it's going to be like an angry, like slight curve at the end. It's going to be straight and then like, have a, oh. like the curve up. Yeah, on no, the you're head. right. Yeah, it has to be somewhat disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. It can't just be pleasing. Yeah. yeah. It's also got to like hook you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it hits that spot just right. You know? You know, you get on your side and then boom. Then you're in, <laughs> then you're in flavor country. What, what have we become? <laughs> 
Do you think he's circumcised? Hardesty uh, <laughs> faces off with uh, with Leatherface leather face in this. She's got a shotgun. She refuses to use it on him for some reason. Some inexplicable. Everybody at the in the movie well, I theater love has it's, to yell at the screen moment. It's the James Bond villain moment of yeah. like. Finally, I have you where I want. I've been waiting for <laughs> 40 years and like slowly walking towards him. It's like, can you shoot his fucking head off? Right. Like, what are you doing? And then when she does use a shotgun, it's like unbelievably ineffective. Ow. Oh, <laughs> I have a slight crick um. in my back. <laughs> Ew, I love fucking. <laughs> I. Yeah, it's it, this face off is so um action packed. It turns into this kind of like kind of weird action movie at the end and I kind of yeah. like it. Even though Yeah, I, I like the ending. I like that um I think the you know the plunging into that, you know, decrepit pool at the end was a pretty cool thing. Like the lots of false deaths for lots of false face, false deaths. Face. Um, I like the, the very ending where, yeah. like, it's a callback to the original where she's looking back at him as he's, like, swinging around. And it's, like, just this kind of, like, <laughs> it's, it's silly. A- it's silly, but it's cool because they get in the Tesla that's, or whatever, yeah, some electric car that comes out of nowhere, apparently. Like, it, does it ever explain where that car came from? Shut up. And they just put it on auto- autopilot. And it proceeds to go at like five miles per hour. There's viscera around. You know, the cameras uh-huh. don't know what to do when it sees something that doesn't know what it is. Right, right. Lots of red lines all over the road yeah, at this point. Yeah, but he does grab Melody and just proceeds to just... I mean, he just brutalizes everyone in this movie who gets yeah. in his way. Um, and, and then it has Lila. Yeah, Lila. Lila. Yeah. Looking out the back, like in the original, looking out the back of the pickup truck. And she's... Hardesty, by the way, gets completely eviscerated. Yeah. Just pulled apart. Um, yeah. So what, what happens in the post-credits on this one? Oh, so there's like a short, short post-credits theme where he goes back to the farmhouse, I guess. Oh, okay. okay. I don't really remember what the original house looked like, but I'm assuming it's the one from the original. Neat. Wow. Okay, so he's walking towards a house. It was very exciting. We got that to look forward to. Um, And uh, and who? I mean, final recommendations. Who do you think would like this? What do you think? If you like horror, if you like slashers, is a no brainer. Yeah, it's. uh, If you like gore, sorry, did I say horror? If you like gore and slashers or horror. Um, Okay, this this is the one thing that I that we haven't talked about. The most laudable thing about this film is the runtime. Yeah. An hour and 20 minutes. 80 minute long movie. Perfect. 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 And it was like, they skipped over so much stuff. Like the editing in this was like on point. Yeah. Like everything was fast paced. You didn't have to dwell. Got a Um, full extra point from me. Yeah. Like you're not going to even make this an hour 30. Great. Watching this back to back with Studio 666 was like, holy shit. Yeah. It just shows you how important editing the and mo- leaving stuff on the floor yeah, is. Yeah, it's the most important part. 
Um, yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. Um, and it's where like who needs a two hour long Friday the Thirteenth? No, right. nobody, nobody right. needs that. Shut up. So uh, now we're gonna move on to our game for today, which is which killer wins. I'm gonna play it in here. I can't believe that Bryce doesn't like Deep Space Nine. We should change this game just right now to Witch Killer Fucks. Because we're already, like, way ahead. What do you mean? Michael Myers' dick. Oh! No, just kidding. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> we'll, we'll play Witch Killer Wins, and then we'll play Witch Killer Fucks. Okay, let's next. see. Let's see here. Okay, so Witch Killer Wins, I'm just going to pit two killers against each other. I tried to kind of do fair pairings, or what I saw as fair pairings. Um, so you help me out here. I have them listed. You can look at them. Our first pairing is Freddy. Uh, that's Kruger. Uh, oh. Right. Yeah. Versus Candyman. Okay. Okay, so my thinking so here you got was... Claw, razor Claws versus Hook. Right, but but they're both kind of supernatural, you know? Sure. They both are able to kind of bend reality a little bit. Um, dreamlike. Yeah, dreamlike, kind of. So one has bees, the other has pedophilia. Uh, burns. Yeah, burn, victim. So who do you see... How do you see this panning out? Which which one of these which one of these wins in your book? Um, I'm gonna say Freddy because I feel like he has more tools in this toolbox. But I don't know. I feel you know. Okay, maybe not because I don't think Candyman sleeps. Right. I don't think he so does. Freddy couldn't do shit. But yeah. then, how could they even fight? Then it's a real conundrum. Um, but I would say if you're just doing a face off, I believe. <laughs> Uh-huh. Freddy would win. Just just man and man, mano y mano. Uh, dude, I think Candyman is a lot bigger than Freddy. Well, yeah, but all he has is a hook and bees. Like, Freddy's walking around dude, Freddy, with, like, 90% of his body burned. Like, Yeah, man, bees on top of a burn? Pain, Are you kidding me? Pain is not an issue with Freddy Krueger. But, I mean, he's it's one hook versus five razors. I, I'd just say... Freddy's gonna win. I think. I think in terms of enduring pain, Candyman's cultural pain right outweighs that of Freddy's burns. It's true, but I'm still. I'm gonna say Candyman on this. You're gonna say Freddy. I'm gonna say Freddy. Okay. I'm interested to see if. Okay. Now who fucks? <laughs> Candyman. 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 For sure. Hands down. Yeah. It's like okay, a pedophile versus like, Candyman. Candyman. Shut would, the fuck up. I. I mean, I just see it in my mind's eye. Freddy being like bent over and just like taken to town. Not necessarily each other. I'm just saying who fucks. No, it's gonna be each other. Okay. No, it doesn't have to be. It. It does. Oh well, I'm gonna say it doesn't have to be. It's my game. Uh, okay, next pairing. We got Leatherface versus Michael Myers. Okay. Which killer wins? In a fight? In a fight. Um, Both. We're going to go with the originals, right? With so, the originals. Yeah, 74 versus 78. Uh, I'm going to say Leatherface then, because he's got a chainsaw. Not only does he have a chainsaw, he's a hulking massive right. boy. Yeah, yeah. He's a big, big boy. And he know. I mean... And I feel even if Michael Myers, like, stabs him in the neck, he would still, like, be like, 
Like, I eat people, I bitch. I give a shit. I literally eat people. Right. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> I'm going to eat you up. Right. Okay, now who fucks? <sighs> I'm going to have to go Michael Myers. Yeah, I'm in mean, too. S- strong, silent. Got that big old dick on him. Big old hanging dick. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I think, so Bubba, what does, what I think does... Bubba is kind of like a little handicapped. Yeah. You know, I think he's, uh, okay, so he's what does leather, neuro, neurodivergent. What does Leatherface's dick look like? We got to figure this out. I mean, short and girthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like a pop can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got it. And he's got a little bit of a panis. And it's like, on. it's like football shaped. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Tiny You can head. never really get in. Yeah, it's like a tiny head. It's like a massive butt plug. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. We're okay. Glad we figured that out. Uh, next pairing, we got Jason versus Pinhead. This was a hard one to pair up. I wasn't sure who to put Jason against, so I was just like, let's put him against Pinhead? I don't know if that's fair. Yeah. We're going to, for this one... Yeah, that's a hard one, because, like, really, it'd be... We're going to go with, like, classic Jason, Jason, so we'll go, like, Jason Lives, maybe six or seven. Like, hockey mask Jason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not... Not bag Not baghead Jason or anything like that, so... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Who do you think? Um, Jason keeps coming back from the dead over and over and over and over. I mean, again. Pinhead is like a demon from hell. Yeah, well, not he's from someplace, someplace Another, beyond hell, a pain dimension, mm. or something, or pleasure, pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna go Jason. Wow, really? I think so. You gotta, you gotta get the box and send him back. Yeah, I feel... Well, I think Jason could do that. Yeah, I don't know if he's like... Jason's not the smartest. Like, the best pairing would have been Bubba or Leatherface versus Jason. Yeah. That's a much more squared yeah. up fight. Because they're neurodivergent. Right. Right. And, yeah, I... I don't know, that's a hard one. I think it. I think it goes to the Cenobite. I think it goes to uh Yeah, I guess I guess Pinhead because you can't really kill him. Yeah, you can't kill him. You can just send him back. Yeah. Which is all you can do to Jason. This is a standoff. I'm yeah, cuz I mean Pinhead would use the hooks. He would just rip apart Jason. Okay. But, well, we'll decide it by deciding who fucks. Okay. Pinhead. Pinhead. Right. This is I mean, the question. It's, it's this it's, whole thing. It's like the embodiment of S&M. Yeah. Like guy has a dungeon. Dude fucks yeah yeah for sure like he's got toys hanging off the walls he's like that guy with the scooter that just fucks his girlfriend as it's as they're riding it yeah did you see that on crazy fucking video yeah it was gross yeah i didn't like it uh okay so now we got uh now we got our next pairing we got chucky all right from child's play versus jigsaw from saw this feels like an easy win for chucky it kind of does doesn't it right yeah it's, it's just he's an x factor he's a wild card he's too small to keep track of he's just gonna run through your shit yeah but i feel like it's a good pairing right well it's an obvious pairing but it's no contest how do you figure 
Well, I don't know. I mean, J- Jigsaw, like, he's got to put a bunch of... He relies on the element of surprise. Like, he like he does planning and yeah. creates a whole big, like, yeah. orchestrated, he kind of puppeteers things. But... And Jigsaw is literally just a puppet. It's not... Yeah, my apologies. So, uh, what's her face or the 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 orchestrator behind the whole thing? I don't know what it was. Oh, okay. So not the literal puppet jigsaw. Right? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the oh the okay. orchestrator of. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Chucky would still win. Yeah, he scurries. Too. Okay, like, whatever trap you can set up, Chucky can scurry around it. Right now, who fucks? Chucky, I think. Chucky again. <laughs> Dude, dolls don't have dicks. Oh, except for in Bride of Chucky. I mean. Just, you know, if you don't have a dick, you just got to double down on the oral. Yeah, I you feel gotta, like, like really. I feel like the saw guy really is compensating for the fact that he he's like impotent or something. Right. You know, I feel like he's just like, I just I just need to fuck people up somehow. Uh-huh. You know, whereas, I mean, Ch- Chucky has the seed of Chucky. I feel like he could throw the seed of Chucky in your face. Jigsaw. Like, ah. Jigsaw, everything has to be right for him. <laughs> like. It's one of those guys that he can't come until, you know, there's an elaborate death machine. Uh-huh. You're right. Yeah, exactly. No, like, yeah, I I completely agree. So where it's like, just vanilla fucking, it's just, ne- he's never going to do it. Yeah. So like... Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. Yeah. So every time you got to fuck j- Jigsaw, it has to be this huge hassle. Yeah. Like, all this warm up, like, tons of foreplay where you're just like, I just, sometimes you just want to get fucked, Jigsaw. Yeah, just put it in your mouth. Idiot. And Chucky, I feel, could go to town in any number of ways. Uh, okay, our next pairing, Norman Bates versus Hannibal Lecter. Okay, this is, <sighs> I feel like it's not fair, exactly. Not really. Because Norman Bates, not a prolific killer. No. Um, whereas Hannibal Lecter is a... And situational. Hannibal. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah, it, I think... I it guess was... it depends on... Okay. Does Hannibal show up to Norman's hotel? Right. Is it... Let's... So, okay. Over. So, the scenario is yeah. Hannibal shows up. He's just staying overnight. He's He's got a road trip. Staying at Bates Motel for just a night. Um, I think what happens is... Norman, there's some kind of... Okay, so... Uh, yeah, I Han- want to orchestrate Hannibal, it so that Norman wins. Hannibal, like, somehow offends Norman. Uh-huh. It's like, because Hannibal is like... He says... Pompous. Uh, and, you're a little mama's boy, are you? Little, yes. little mama's yeah, boy. Yeah, he like, he, he analyzes him, and then yeah. it sets Norman off. And then Norman, like, surprises Hannibal... And gets a couple stabs in before Hannibal gets away. And then Hannibal turns around and, and kills him. I feel like it's a little bit of a draw, but with an edge to Hannibal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, now which one fucks? Mm. I think this is also a draw. I think they equally don't fuck. I think Hannibal fucks. Okay. Well, Hannibal fucks. All right. I, I mean, more so than Norman Bates. Norman Bates is like, he's a... He's, he's got arrested development. Yeah. Like he's not. Yeah. Healthy. You know, he's. Well, what does that mean? He's a chronic masturbator. Mm, Aren't we Like he he doesn't, he's not very good at forming human relationships. You're just not terribly important. With people. Yeah. Hannibal, you know, I feel like he can dick down when he needs to. Uh, 
Um, finally, we have... Oh, well, you know. Jack Torrance versus Patrick Bateman. So, Jack Torrance in The Shining versus Patrick Bateman, American Psycho. Um, we obviously have a... Does Jack Torrance have supernatural help like he does in The Shining? Yes. Yes. And, um, to give Jack a little bit of a boost, um, we have... Him in his net in his element. He is at the hotel and he is okay. fully psychotic at this point. Yeah, I'd say Jack. What? Yeah, I think so. Give me the bat, Marge. Give me that bat. I think it's a lot. I think it's a lot closer. Wow. Than you I- want to think, because like, I think they're probably pretty equally matched. Patrick Bateman's very situational. It's like. He's either picking on weak victims or he's surprising them. Listen, I cannot understand you! This is crazy! You're a fool! I can't cope with the stupid bitchy! Understand? Jack is like pure rage and like... What what, what American Psycho movie did you watch? The, The one... Where he's, like, fully, like, completely enraged and engorged. Well, yeah, but that's after, like, he's got the setup of either, you know, he's he's got Jared Leto sitting on the couch and, like, whining and dining him. And Cannot then, be controlled. If you don't shut your fucking mouth, I will kill you. I think this obviously goes to Patrick Bateman. Really? Oh, my. Yeah. Well, of course you would say that. He does a thousand crunches a day. Jack yeah. Torrance is just sitting there getting fat in the hotel. Yeah, but he's also got a bunch all, of ghosts to to kill look, Patrick all, Bateman. All Jack Torrance has to do is kill a woman and his child, and he doesn't even accomplish that. Well, he kills uh, Scatman Crothers. Okay, <laughs> so... It's questionable whether Patrick uh, killed anybody. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, so... Who fucks? Let's just say it's a tie. Who fucks? This is, uh... I mean, I guess you gotta go with Patrick, right? Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. Because yeah. we've witnessed it. Well, a lot. Yeah. You're not gonna <laughs> enjoy it, but he can fuck. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're not gonna enjoy it at all. He'll enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, you won't. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like Jack... Jack is, is not... I, to be honest with you, I kind of feel like if Jack had, there would be no movie. Right. You know? It'd just be like, oh, just take care of his knob. Right. Just it's, empty those balls a lot. It should be a a um, cautionary tale. Yeah. Like what gotta, happens when you don't You gotta milk your man. Yeah. You gotta get those get those mommy milkers out and get them, you know, get them wet. Yeah. And you gotta yeah. It's that simple. number six eight two two five three four four six eight. Give us a call. And that was Which Killer Wins. Um, thanks again for listening. We really need your support. Um, if you can share, if you can't make it to the Kiggins show, uh, but you can share our Kiggins show event, please do so. Um, it means the world to us. Uh, I really want this thing to go well. And, uh, again, those dates are, uh, March 25th. Um, and let's see here. I think I, do I have, oh yeah. Uh, The Exorcist plays on March 25th. The Burbs plays on April 22nd. The Fly plays on, uh, 
May 27th and Hereditary plays on June 24th. Doors open at 9 and the sh- pre-show starts at 9.30 and we are going to have an absolute blast. We've got lots of sponsors. we got lots of fun stuff planned. We even have a friend of the show who's going to be um, doing the, uh, what do you call it? Town Crying out in front of the movie theater. So come on by. It's going to be a cult-like experience. Um and we just are super excited to do that for you. Uh, share the show with a friend. Support us on Patreon and using our Amazon link at horrormovietalk.com. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for listening. We sure do hope you have a good week. Bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted casts, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rum. Send kiss, Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids, Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist. Face huggers, chest bursters, alien. Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true, cause it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spookology doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis, knee colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipede. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. A global fucks hard, professional sex expert. Afterpods taglines and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper Chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon, and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of Poop Monster Kids screaming. Ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 days shudder and jump scares. They fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy.
This episode is brought... <laughs> four words. Didn't even... Didn't even get four words.